Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I'm joined by somebody I admire very greatly, so I'm excited to talk to him today, Jim Stevens from M3 Moving, based out of Scottsdale. Jim, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. I'm honored. I'm honored. Come on, look at what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I tell you what, I know we were just rapping before we we locked onto this, and and you were talking about your natural ability with empathy and just connecting with people. And you know, I've heard a lot about you from my uh, brother, from another mother, Jeff Silverstein. Love that guy. And uh, I think we were best buds within three minutes of you walking up to me. I mean, come on now. So I agree with that sentiment, man. You were as authentic as you, uh, as you come across my man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I certainly, uh, I tell people it's, it's definitely not a front. Uh, I really mean it when I talk to others, I, I get it from my mother. You know, she taught me at a very young age to always be friends with everybody and she listens. So she's going to enjoy me saying this but always be friends with anybody because you never know when you're going to need that person and you never know when you're going to be able to help them. And, uh, you know, that's a good feeling to have. And I really do. I, I care deeply about all people. And um, you specifically are somebody who I admired from afar for a long time because, you know, obviously I never met you and you can only take what you see from somebody, um, you know, and, and, I, and I saw some interviews with you and uh, just, just, I saw your history in the industry working for JK and now at M3. And I was like, you know, this is a guy who I, I want to talk to and, you know, I want to get in his atmosphere. So to meet you, you know, in Scottsdale uh, about a month back now, and then to talk to you today are, uh, you know, something I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy about. And like you said, I feel like we're, we're best buds already. So, so yeah, we yeah. are, we are, man, buds for life. Um, but th thank you. I mean, that's very kind of you to say, I, I, I say it frequently that I am a byproduct of others that poured into me and gave me a shot and gave me opportunities. And I will forever be thankful to, uh, to so many people. Um, but, uh, you know, man, it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be in the industry. There's a lot going for us. There's going to be a lot of, uh, of opportunity moving forward, no doubt about it. Absolutely. And that segues well into what I was going to say next as far as congratulations on being the newest member uh, in the OMA family uh, recently Thank this you, week. I'm beaming, I'm beaming over here. I might, laugh, I might smile the entire podcast, man. Um, I, it's such a, it, I, I, I've, I've used the term. In fact, we had our all hands meeting this morning, 85 crew members, our team members had the big OMA logo up and, and talked about, you know, what it meant to me and Josh and Justin and the opportunities that it opens up for, for our team members. And um, I've used the word honored a lot in the last couple of days, because that's, I, I just don't have a better word. It's, it's the most impressive group of professionals representing our industry, the commercial moving industry, right? That exists in the world and uh, what Doug and what the rest of the team, what the board um, and what the, the, the individual members have done in the organization since I was involved at JK is nothing less than impressive and trailblazing and all sorts of other great words that I could use to describe what is Oma. So, so we're excited. Yeah. 
I could imagine. And yeah, that's the interesting perspective that you come from too, because you know, you were at JK and you saw OMA from an infancy level, um, really from its foundation, I would imagine. Uh, was JK one of the original members? No, no, not, not one of the original members. I don't know that I would, you know, I would, I would say that JK got involved at the infancy level, but certainly, certainly got involved at a, at a, in a, at a good time. Right. It was a great marriage for JK and Oma uh, yeah. to be in alignment moving forward. And, and uh, certainly there's been a lot of changes since, uh, since I departed a few years back. Absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's, that's what I was getting at is, is as far as, you know, you've seen it from different angles and now you're seeing it at, at this young, fresh company and becoming a part of this organization now that is, uh, you know, not to sound dramatic, but quite exclusive and, you know, quite an honor, like you said, to be a part of. And, you know, I don't say that just to, to you know, boast the organization as a whole. It truly is. And, um, you know, to, to be a part of it, uh, I, I think is a real honor because it is that the top professionals within our industry and the best minds in the industry and the hardest workers in the industry and the best leaders in the industry, yourself included. And, and that was going to be my question for you. You know, what do you want to bring to the organization, uh, you know, for, for yourself and M3? Because you, you've done such a great job there as far as creating that brand and developing that brand and growing that business. And you do such a great job internally with your team there as far as motivating them and, and, and keeping them aligned to the vision and the goal. You know, how, how do you think your, you yourself and, and M3 as a whole are going to be able to help uh, Oma and, and not just in the, you know, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona market, but, but beyond. Yeah. Good question. Uh, really good question. So for me and Doug and I have talked openly for a little while now, right? Um, Doug, Doug is in a tough spot, right? Because um, I have so much respect for him because no doubt he's got people that are beating down his doors and he also has to respect the current partnership, which, you know, let's fast forward to where, where we're at now, which is in, in a great organization like OMA. I realized that if OMA had not changed the one partner per market, exclusivity m3 would not be in oma so on one hand we have leveraged oma partners in the past few years um but on the other hand we also have have had the ability as i've as i've said openly to to not fly a flag i can go into a market and to best serve our client i can evaluate multiples up to now now we're flying the OMA flag and we're proud to, right? We understand that that's a requirement. Um, we are no longer going to go into a market and, and evaluate others in that market because OMA is the best at the best at ensuring that the partners that are involved are aligned with best industry practices. I, I really do believe that. So um, what we want to bring to OMA, um, kind, of, kind of two fronts, first and foremost, we did not join OMA, and this may not be popular for some people that are really, um, really ingrained in the reasons that they're in OMA is to just support their top and bottom lines, okay? And that's okay, because this is, this is my vision for M3 in OMA. I would openly call every single partner in OMA, and, and, and first of all, I want to do this anyway, find out what everybody's capabilities are, but also, in closing, I would openly say, 
we want to bring value to the network and bringing business to others. We want OMA to be the vehicle to, to provide best-in-class service for our clients. And I would openly say that I do not care if anyone has a project in Arizona and does not call M3. Now, now my partners may, may listen to that and go, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? That is not why we want to align ourselves with OMA. It's because we want to have expanded capabilities and expand our network and relationships. And, you know, we know so many that are in OMA, but I'm also fascinated by the messages I counted this morning. I've gotten like 68 messages from people, text, email, phone calls, congratulating us and welcome, welcoming us to the family, which is pretty incredible. I, I feel like a, a cousin that was gone for four years and I'm back in the family now, right? That's right. What I'm, what I'm also fascinated about that was 20, 25 of those. I, I, I do not know. Um, and so what I'm excited about is getting to know them and also, you know, learning what everyone's capabilities are to provide value to our clients so that we can expand our reach. So again, for, for me, what do I want to bring to OMA? I want to bring, you know, expanded value to, to our partners around the globe. But the second is as well, I've always found OMA's kind of thought leadership and best practices in you know, there are other organizations like CRN, the Commercial Relocation Network, and a lot of respect for, for those partners. And I've got some good relationships there. But very, you know, when comparing CRN to OMA, and it's, and it's not that one is right and one is wrong. It's just kind of apples and bowling balls to me. Right. And, and um, just different visions. What I love about OMA when I was involved in the last conference that I attended was in New Orleans, I believe. Um, I've heard about that one. Yep. And uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, uh, legend has it. Cats meow late night. Little uh, Mark Shapiro. Come on, big guy. Get back up on the karaoke machine, my guy. Come on. Somebody might still have that video, by the way. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but the learning that that exists. Um, I'm so impressed with with. Uh, with where the organization has gone. And I was, I was rapping with a few members about the content in this recent Scottsdale conference, which, you know, we were not involved in, but we were invited kindly to the social events. So I, it, it's, it's being able to learn, excuse me, being able to learn from the best of the best and also be being able to contribute back what's working for us. Um, right. So. And, and, you know, that's, interesting because again i've i've acknowledged and learned from afar you know from what you're doing there but you know when you stepped out there uh you were at an organization like jk which i had the pleasure of seeing firsthand earlier this year through the oma future leader group and uh you know brian and brad invited us down there and i got to see the operation at hand and as you know it is one of the most impressive not just moving companies in country but you know organizations as a whole the way they operate from top to bottom uh is is really something and um you know for when you left there and you uh went to scottsdale to help grow m3 and make it what it is today what are some of the uh you know values and uh standards and traits that you've developed at m3 that have allowed you to grow and uh you know really become you know premier movement commercial moving company in Scottsdale? 
Yeah, good question. JK is one of the best of the best, and I agree. Uh, it, it, people talk about it, and then you can you go and observe it, and you understand what John Tice and you know certainly Vince Barano while he was there, and you know what Rocco, Brad, Brian, Matt Logan, God rest his soul, Paul McGinnis, right? Um, what they've done for the organization, Chuck Kuhn, you know David Cox, uh, so many others, um, down to the customer service level. Scott Mahoney and, you know, Shannon Chalberg and, and uh, Aaron Schaefer in operations. I mean, these are, these are legends in the game I mean, to a certain extent, you know? So, so how do you, how do you take that model and, you know, go out on your own and, and, and um, take the road less traveled um, and uh, and try and realize your own dreams, knowing full well that you you also need to honor the fact that JK um, has an operating system and a way that they do things. And you know, uh, newsflash: you can't say, "Oh, I love this recipe, and I'm going to go take this exact right. recipe and duplicate it." Um, and, and not only that, walk into an organization that was thriving at the time, Muscular Movie Men, that is M3. For those of you that don't know. Um, but but already a solid brand um, and, a, and a strong up and comer, but also an organization that certainly believed in the vision that I had, but also didn't know what they didn't know. They had limited experience to, you know, Ed Katz and the IOMI system, but they really wanted kind of a guru. Um, and, and I think there's certainly a lot to unpack and probably a podcast episode in itself on just, you know, starting a business or starting a moving company. Um, for, for me, you know, I think really good organizations start with, with taking care of their people and, and, and respecting their people. And that rolls off the tongue, right? Respect is not a word. Respect is, is uh, people have to feel respected. People have to re- feel believed in and listened to. So what I love about our, our, our organization back in 19, our little organization, was that, um, and I've got to give credit to the team, there was a lot of belief in me coming out and there was a lot of lot of belief in, in where we wanted to head as an organization. And, and I don't know that we had a single individual that, that kind of rejected that belief or said, this is not for me. And frankly, if they did, we would have probably helped them find another home somewhere else. Um, but everybody drank the Kool-Aid. Right. Um, but the foundational principles that you would in building a relationship, right? Uh, just as you greeted me uh, uh, when we met, and in three minutes we were best buds, uh, treating people with respect. You looked me in the eye. You shook my hand well. You said hello. You, you showed you showed that that my time that I was providing you was valuable. Um, uh, all the simple things that we learned in fifth grade from from your mother, uh, who's done a terrific job, by the way. You know. It doesn't always have to be business, you know, and I think that's something I had to learn early in my career. Um, Those that know me well uh, um, know that uh, (laughs) know that I'm a head down hard charger. And in fact, I'm in an executive leadership uh, group out here called Junto, um, and it's it's a really neat organization. But my my (laughs) my nickname is the Terminator. I can imagine that. You're such a nice guy. 
yeah, yeah, no, well, well, and I said, I said, I said, I said to a couple of the guys, it's all business owners and, and thriving businesses out in, in Arizona and, and thought leaders and guys that are really, really doing neat things, um, all aligned in, 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 uh, three pillar principles and educating each other, you know, community outreach and, you know, having fun too. Right. I'm like, I, I don't know that that's a good thing. <laughs> and everybody's response was pretty interesting. No, 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 Jim. It's a really great thing. We just know, we know, we know when you're locked in, you're, 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 you're in Terminator mode, man. Right. It's just get going. So, so there's a little bit of that. It's, it's trying to just be more aware of, of the fact that I am no longer a sales guy. Now I'm a COO of a, of a, what will be a, $16 million organization. And, and when I came into town, it was seven and um, we're proud of what we've done, but it's not been Jim Stevens. It's been, it's been the team buying into what we, how we want them to behave and how we want them to treat others and customers and in, in, in line with our processes. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And, and again, it is that team mentality. And I was just saying this and I probably repeat it all the time on the podcast, but you know, moving is so human centric you know, and there's so many levels to a successful move. And in your case, it literally starts at the top. And then it, it, it goes down, you know, through the salespeople, you know, to the coordinators, to the project managers, and then to the move teams that, that happen. So, you know, having that camaraderie and respect, you know, from top to bottom, and, and that is the thing. And, and the advanced group does this well, too, where there is a level of respect and trust. Um, and again, this, this reflects to OMA as a whole. Uh, that that is 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 really seen top to bottom and much needed. And when you position respect as an emotion, like you were you were getting at before, there it's a different way of looking at it and it's a different way of thinking of it. But I think it's so important because respect is an emotion in a lot of ways where you you need to feel it and you know when it's being received, or or you need when you give it, you know when you're giving it and you know when you're receiving it is what I meant to say. And that is so important. And it's, and it's so important at each level because the uh, profile of a mover is often very misconstrued. And I often have to tell people that, uh, you know, constantly you, you, you think of these people as just these, you know, men who are lugging furniture around and, and it's not, they're, they're, they're technicians in so many different ways and you know with what they do and what we do is a technical process specifically in commercial moving as a whole is a technical detailed process and it should be treating as such and when you do that from an organizational standpoint it is going to be reflected in the work and then the clients are going to understand that as well which um is so important and i can see that you exude that and i would imagine you know obviously i haven't seen you know the the inner workings at m3 but I, I could imagine, and I, and I did meet Josh uh, at, at the social event, and I, you know, I saw his vision, and I got to speak to him. So it makes a lot of sense, you know, why you guys are um, excelling at the rate that you are and in, in doing all you can. How did you and Josh meet? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, the, the, it was a mixture of LinkedIn. It was a mixture of, of uh, connecting with Ed Katz, and look, Ed, Ed toes a really fine line. I have no doubt that Josh and Justin said, Hey, uh, uh, you know, Ed connect me with somebody that could start, start our business. And Ed's response to that, 
uh, Ed is terrific, by the way, and so many of us know him, and so many of us can attribute our success to 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 what he's done. Uh, but there is no doubt about it that Ed's response was can't go there. Um, but Josh and Justin being, you know, creative and certainly very smart, I have no doubt that also they pivoted to who are leading the way, who is leading the way in in the industry. And JK's name got brought up and uh, therein lies uh, the, the connection there uh, in connecting. And, and in particular, they really had a lot of connection with both me and Rocco. Um, and, you know, I love Josh and Justin. They're aggressive. Timid salespeople starve and they like steak. I mean, they'll yeah. get right to it. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of those that are very successful in our industry, you've got you've to be aggressive. You've got to go for it. Um, yeah. And uh, they certainly were. In, in our instance, we hit it off after a very quick call that I didn't think anything of. I'll take a call from anybody, anywhere, really yeah. anytime that needs help, right? Um, and, uh, you know, at, at the time, uh, it, it was not a JK thing. It, I, you know, I was, I, I was driving so hard. I was so self-driven, but it was, uh, it was destructive in a lot of ways in my, in my life. And, uh, I needed a, I needed a life reset. And, uh, and in a lot of ways, when I came out to Arizona, um, over the weekend, cause I wouldn't take a moment off of work at JK. In fact, I was working on the plane, flying out on like a Saturday midday and, working on whatever red eye I was coming back in and then went right back to work. But um, I was struck by the sunshine. I was struck by no traffic. I was struck by certainly the, the enterprise and the organization and, and uh, how young the organization was. I am an el elder statesman. So is Josh and Justin. We're, we're all 38. Our average age is probably late twenties, early thirties, uh, early thirties. Our, in our team in our team meeting this morning, we start off with a team building exercise. We played Jeopardy this morning. Nice. So, uh, I, I mean, it sounds corny, but five minutes in, it's such an icebreaker, and and everybody's having a great time, and it lightens the mood. and And so we we dedicate fifteen minutes to that, uh, unapolo unapologetically and, and religiously to that to that effect. So it's a young, youthful. Uh, high energy, high octane organization. So it was the right fit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And again, I, I, I certainly see it. Uh, getting back to what you were saying in terms of, you know, being the Terminator and, and, and not having that off button. Uh, you know, I think that's something I struggled with too early in my career. I was in a different position. I was, I moved down here to New York City. I'm from upstate New York. Moved down here when I was 23. And, you know, I was just looking for an opportunity. I know I had the skills, you know, I knew I had, I knew I could do it, but I just needed the opportunity. And, and you know, I got that uh, in the moving industry. And uh, I remember I felt like I really had something to prove. And I was just busting it and going. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't taking a day off. I think I, I, I didn't take a vacation in three years. Like I, because, and again, I was in sales. So like, you know, you eat what you kill. And uh, I was very much in that mindset. And I didn't know anybody down here. I didn't, I didn't have anything. So it was a blank canvas, but I was just going. And, uh, you know, eventually I burned myself out. And that's when I came to my point where I was like, you know, this isn't working. And again, it was, it was me, like you say, it was me. It wasn't the company I was working for or any other external circumstances. It was predominantly me and the decisions I was making. Um, what was that like for you? Because you were at a different stage. You were 
you know, well developed in your career and, you know, that, that train didn't stop. Uh, you know, you, you had built up a, a really impressive resume and, and, um, book a business, but you know, what was that like for you when you were going through that? Not even so much from the professional standpoint, but more so personally. And like, you know, taking that step back and looking about, okay, like my life has led me to here, but you know, what am I trying to get out of life now? Yeah. Well, I mean, Oh, convicting question. Right. Um, and, and before I go into kind of the personal side of things, I, I don't think I ever felt like I had an impressive resume. I think therein lies the challenge, right? I, 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 to this day, I mean, we've scaled, we'll do 4 million bucks inside of three years, uh, excuse me, inside of four years, which is good. And, uh, but, but I don't, there's not a single day that I don't walk into the office and feel like, man, I, I can coast today. Um, uh, in fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, fear, fear drives me greatly. The fear of, and now it's on the opposite side. I saw this at JK and I admire JK for bringing this to light. I heard this prior to coming out here, but, but uh, you know, Vince, I, I love Vince. Vince is like a, a business father. He wrote that book, right? What's that? He wrote that book, right? Like a hundred daily sales tips or something. Yep. Yeah. He's got two books now. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Daily yeah. dose, dose of sales wisdom. Right. And, uh, right. I got that. One other, um, uh, but, but uh, terrific. I, I believe in him. You know why? Because he believed in, in not only me, but he believed in everybody on his team. Um, and I can definitively say, even those that didn't necessarily make it transitioned out, they would look back on the time that they spent with Vince and said, he believed in me. He did everything for me. He valued me. Oh, by the way, he brought tremendous value to the art of sales as well. Um, but, um, you know, he said, Jimmy, don't, he would call me Jimmy, right? The closest people in my life call me Jimmy, by the way. You're allowed to call me Jimmy. I was going to say, definitely going to start calling you that. But he's, he said, Jimmy, don't forget, don't forget that, that, you know, our crew members' livelihoods are dependent on you achieving the goals that you have. And at that time, I think it was very easy because of how elite the JK sales team, in my opinion, might stir up a little bit of controversy here. JK sales team, the commercial sales team, pound for pound is the strongest sales team that exists in the industry. Now, yeah. now I know, I know you guys, I, I mean, I mean, but, you know, I'm a little biased coming from there. Uh, uh, but, but, I think in that, because there was such strength with the other individuals that were driving the sales ship, you almost felt like, ah, I could have a few off days and it's all good. Well, coming out here, coming out here, it's completely different. It's, right. it's completely flipped. So when you say, hey, you've got a really fine, solid resume. Now, seriously, I, I am in a completely different world where I am still driving top line revenues, mining our bottom line motivating Cody Ryder, who's an absolute stud who's come on board and he's doing great. Um, but now there's, I don't have a 10 person team that's, that are elite contributors in the industry, right. That I can lean on. And I, and, and I lean on Cody so much. He's again, doing terrific, but that drive, that fear, that leave. I, I told you when I was coming out here to explore the opportunity, I, I literally, I didn't take any time off at all. And I'm working four, four and a half hour flight out, four and a half hour flight back the entire way there. That drive came at a massive cost. Yeah. 
and, and I mean, my, my beautiful bride, Chantel, um, I, I don't know that I'd be married if I kept that up. Um, my relationship with my nine-year-old Grace is different than my relationship with my newborn daughter, Glory, who's three months, four months old. Jesus. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And I've got a seven-year-old boy, Graham, and I've got a four-year-old boy, Gavin. Nice. And, and so for me, I think I, I came to the realization with, with some good, solid coaching that there's just more to life than office moving. Absolutely. And, and uh, I love it. I'm a lifer much like so many in our industry, so many in OMA, absolutely eat, breathe, sleep it all day long. I'm one of those guys. But um, I really hope that when I die, nobody's coming to my funeral saying I was a great office moving guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I, I think back in the DC area, I, I, I don't know that there was much depth to the guy that was Jim Stevens. I, I think... Um, yeah, it was a challenge, man. So it was, it was, it, there's, a, there's a big conviction there as to the, the personal challenges that you, you deal with being so overamplified and unbalanced in, in really any area of your life, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, see, and now this brings up a good point here because, again, you know, I've, I've known you now about a month, uh, but the only thing I know about you is really office moving. And, you know, that's a, that's a real shame. So I know, I know you're a former soccer player. Are you still into sports? What are you doing? You ever climb Camelback out there? I've done it once. I did Camelback. Funny story. Uh, kids were, Chantel was out of town. She went down to Florida to visit her sister not too long ago. And of course, Friday before she leaves, the kids have school up. My, my nine-year-old and seven-year-old have school off Monday and she's coming back, I don't know, Monday night. So I'm at home with the kids and, uh, for those local Arizona natives, I come up with a genius idea to uh, to take on Squaw Peak with the kids after we drop off uh, Gavin, who we call the bear. Because literally, if you met Gavin, he's a four-year-old bear. Uh, <laughs> drop the bear off. Uh, Chantel has the baby in Florida. Drop the bear off. And then, boom, with two little water jugs, we're going to go take on Squaw Peak. And that is that is an extreme like adult hike. They call that the stair, staircase of hell, stair, staircase of death. I mean, for an adult, if you're if you're moving, it's 45 minutes up up to the peak. Wow. And then you know you're 30 minutes down, and you are basically doing a stair climber the entire way. So the kids are motivated. By the way, it's 104 degrees. I was gonna say it's gotta be hundred degrees too. <laughs> I mean, we kick off at nine, and let's just say that that uh we had a meltdown. <laughs> And when I say meltdown, I mean, we're in the moving industry, right? So we've seen meltdowns before, you know what I'm saying? But (laughs) you've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old that are now out of water. I mean, those, those that, that know what I'm talking about are like, good Lord, Jim is, is, that was completely unsafe. And it it truly was, but, but uh, (laughs) you were motivated. All, everybody was motivated. (laughs) There was a lot of motivational speaking. There was, I was, I was harnessing my chi. I was doing everything I can. And uh, so the funny thing is I drive by, if we drive by Squaw Peak now, I turn to Grace and, hey, sweetie, you know, we're, we're hitting that tomorrow night. And I've gotten a few good reactions out of her. She's like, she's an, she's like nine going on 15. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could imagine. God bless them. There's hiking out here. There's outdoors. You know, I love going to the pool and 
you know, having a good time with the kids, you know, um, sport. I'm a avid sports guy. Yeah. You got a good out there too, you know, with, yeah, you got the college, you got the pro it's, it's a good, it's a good spot out there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a Fiesta Bowl committee member as well. Oh, really? Yellow jacket. Yep. So, so they, in, in Arizona, they almost have business clubs. You have the Thunderbirds that put on the waste management open, raise 30 million bucks a year for charity. You've got EC seventies, executive council charities, 70 members, business owners that are driving charitable impact. Uh, you have the Charos, they do a ride, raise money, Scottsdale and Phoenix 2030s. And then you've got the Yellow Jackets who put on the Fiesta Bowl every year. Um, and uh, all of these organizations are aligned in raising money for, for charity. And, and so uh, the Yellow Jackets have raised three million bucks. Um, uh, and, and our slogan is more than just a game. Everybody sees us on the outside for you know, putting on the Fiesta Bowl, which is outstanding, but uh, we're doing over 30 events, uh, charitable events a year. And uh, it is a really neat group to be a part of. John McCain was a Yellow Jacket. Wow. And uh, really solid, good, solid business business leaders are involved throughout, but uh, that takes up a good, good chunk of time as well. Yeah, that's really cool. What type of events do you guys hold? And again, it's all for raising money for the Fiesta Bowl. Like that's the that's the focus of it all. Not for not for the Fiesta Bowl. We're we're the host of the game. You're the host of the game, right? Okay. We'll have the national championship semifinal. Uh, you know the the you cannot purchase a ticket to the Fiesta Bowl cheaper than you get it through uh, uh, Yellow Jacket. Right. So we have slightly discounted pricing. Um, uh, but we just did the youth football clinic for underprivileged kids. Sweet. Really neat. Uh, you know, had a couple ex NFL guys out there and, you know, I brought, I brought a couple of the kids out and, uh, now they love football, um, yeah. which is good. So now they'll sit there on Sunday and watch football with me because of the youth football clinic. But, uh, we do a par three challenge, uh, which is at mountain shadows. Uh, there's playground builds, there's there's a number of different community activities and then and then we host the bowl so we host the families we we host the teams i'm a co-chair of uh, one of the hotels that's hosting the team um and uh you know it's it's all in the interest of hospitality and uh and and uh it's it's an organization that has been been at it for you know years and years and years and they've got it really dialed in so it's, yeah. it's, it's a cool organization to be a part of, for sure. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, I've never been to a Fiesta Bowl, um, but I have been to, yeah, I definitely will. But I have been to the Waste Management Open last year, and that is quite a time. I, I don't know that it's appropriate for us to talk about the Waste Management Open and the tomfoolery that happens there on this podcast. No, it's it's a very good event where, you know, there's a lot of maturity at hole 16. and right. I was there for the hole in one this year. Oh um, my goodness. I, I, I mean, for those of you that have no idea what it is, just YouTube waste management open 2022 hole in one. Unbelievable. And like, it's like a, so I've never been to a golf event as a whole either. And um, I mean, I didn't know what I was walking into. Like I've been to Super Bowls, I've been to like big events, March, you know, Final Fours, all that stuff. And uh this was like one of the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event in my life. It was unbelievable. Um It is it's it's so cool. It's so cool and 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 what the Thunderbirds do is really put on a great event. 
it is the it is the best show on turf. If you haven't if you haven't been to 16, Bay Club on 17 is incredible. That's my personal favorite spot, probably outside of you know Saturday on 16, uh, where it's just really exciting. But but um, you know, there's concerts and there's you know the the children love it. So yeah. it's it's and the weather's great. Uh, everybody you know back in New York is frozen in the tundra that is early February, and you know we're in 70 degree weather with sunglasses on watching people hit a golf ball. So um lot yeah, a lot of fun. They 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 do a great job. And a lot of people don't realize that that there is a $30 million, and I believe it's 30, but it's probably growing, charitable benefit as a byproduct of of uh you know the sponsorships that come in and the PGA tour just raised the purse to 20 million, which is going to attract, you know, certainly uh uh good solid talented golfers. So yeah. Uh, in, in this year, look, we got we got uh, New Year's Eve. We've got the Fiesta Bowl, which is going to be the college national championship semifinal um, at Glendale. Then we've got the Waste Management Open, and then we host the Super Bowl. Man, so I'm talking to Josh and Justin. We got to get a chopper from you know Waste Management Open to bring us over to the. I'm kidding. No, no, I don't know. I like that idea. You know, get the flyover real quick. Get that. You know, that marketing. Um, yeah. But no, that's. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. So what have you enjoyed most about, see, because again, when you go to that Scottsdale market, it is such a unique market. Um, and, and I've, I've done projects there. You know, I, I enjoy Scottsdale from a, uh, entertainment, you know, market, but what have you been most surprised about or what do you enjoy the most about, about the market, you know, servicing it and, um, you know, being an active, you know, business member in it. It's a really big, small town, right? really really people don't realize how large phoenix is phoenix is absolutely huge and and you know you have downtown phoenix but but we don't spend that much time downtown phoenix and there's a lot of building going on and our crews you know our crews are 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 really all over the valley doing doing commercial work um, which is both neat but also a challenge because as you know as you know in our world Nobody's got a, we're moving sign up on their building. Right. So you can go prospect downtown. I don't know that that's the best use of your time, you know? Um, but, but I, I, I find that it is, as I've learned, you know, as I just mentioned, it's a big, small town and, uh, and therein lies an opportunity as well. Any young, um, weather, weather's great. I, I, I remember I talked to Josh and Justin, we're going through the winter and, and um, I don't know, we had a terrible day or two of storms where we were delaying dispatch like 30 minutes and there was a lot of stress. Right. And I said, you know, geez, on average, we, we need to rethink operations seven to 10 days a year, uh-huh. like rethink, like can't support, there's a snow, there's a blizzard, there's something, you know, and, and of course, you know, the operation departments are really dialed in there, but they like couldn't believe it. So we'll have a dust storm or a, a hard monsoon come in, but weather-wise, you just aren't even worried about stopping service at any time. Yep. That is, that is a unique aspect because yeah, in New York, I mean, we're getting into the season right now where uh, it's going to, you know, there are days and, you know, there are big jobs that are happening and, and, there could be a snowstorm nor'eastern that comes through and just takes care of that. And again, it could, you know, 
the snowstorm doesn't care if it's the last day of the month and that lease is up on the first, you know? We did a project in, uh, in fact, first class helped us in Miami uh, with the last hurricane that, that came in. Shout out to Kevin and the team. They did a great job. And uh, yeah, we had to delay. We had to push back a couple of times. Uh, and, the, and I think the property manager was threatening holdover, which they, I, I connected with them and said, come on, guys. I mean, really? Right. I mean, really? And uh, I think they got it. And they, they approved us going a day after. But, but uh, yeah, it's uh, in that respect. I mean, and it opens up, there's, there's just not as much traffic as DC out here too. So if a truck oh. in rush hour needs to go 30 miles, you know, yet yeah, it'll take them 45, 50 minutes, but it's not taking them an hour and a half to two hours. Right. 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 Um, so you've got, you've got more, more ability to commit start times to clients with a lot of confidence as opposed to, you know, the alternative. Right. Yeah, that is nice. And again, I've, uh, I did a big project there way back when I was not even at advanced group or I was on the end user side and, um, yeah, it was an awesome project really came out really well. And, uh, Scottsdale is just a great market. I've never, I haven't had the chance to go to Phoenix yet, but I've heard great things about there too. Um, I wanted to mention, Let's not stop there, though, brother. You got Tucson. You got right. Sedona. I know. I know. You've got Rocky Point, Mexico. We did our leadership retreat there last week. Uh, it's a four-hour drive from here. S Sedona, so, I've heard, is like amazing. It's majestic. I've heard that. Majestic. So, so we took our PMs for little team building not too long ago. We were in it. We were at the office at five. We all hopped in the car at five thirty. We were eating breakfast at seven. I'm terminating here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. uh, we, we were out, out of breakfast by 740. We hit the trail by eight. We were done by 855. We were back in the office working by 1030. No kidding. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a hoot. Um, um, uh, it was a hoot, but uh, yeah, it's it, every time you're driving in, into Sedona and you see those red rocks, you just doesn't get old, man. Can't beat it too. And I love doing that too. So I've been to like, I've been to Colorado and I've been to like, obviously the Red Rocks there, but also the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. Cause you don't get that here. I mean, where I'm from upstate, you got the Adirondacks out there, but it's pale in comparison to the Rocky Mountains and, and you know that. Um, but I went out there for my 30th and uh, I went to Rocky Mountain National Park and, and I was just by myself. I, I was meeting some buddies after, but I went up there for the day and there's really just nothing like that, like, you know, and, and getting that, that nature and that feeling and, and climbing those mountains and doing those hikes and just being out there. It's, uh, it's the best. It's a good way to start the day. See, I wish I had that luxury here, man. That's nice. I'm telling you, and, 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 uh, Oma's made a great decision to come out for conferences in, in mm -hmm. Scottsdale. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are so many other great places uh, around the country, no doubt about it, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot to give. Uh, there's a lot to give out out in Arizona, and and a lot to to benefit from. No question about it. People are so nice, and I think there's a lot of transplants. There's a lot of there's a lot of people from other areas around the country that have all been there in the position like I was three and a half years ago. So they're quick to lend a hand. Right. So uh, even 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 you know our quote unquote I don't even like to refer to them as as competitors. Uh, uh, you know. Daniel, I consider a good friend, the team that they have over there, you know, led by Ross, who I've not had the pleasure of meeting, but uh, I've heard great things about, about him and, you know, what Brett has done and with, with, uh, with his team at Beltman and, 
you know, if all the clients that we have proposals out to reached out to us and said, Jim, we want M3 to execute your move, we can't execute it. So yeah, it happens every once in a while where we're we're in a jam and we're recommending, you know, Daniels or we're recommending Beltman or, you know, right. others in the market. And and we have a lot of confidence that they're going to take care of them. And and yeah, and that's one of the things I always say about moving and like, you know, the New York market too is is a completely different beast. And you know, as far as competition and the number of movers here, really quality movers and stuff like that. And I'll see a bunch of these guys and girls tonight at this event. But there is so much to go around, you know, and obviously it's good to be competitive. You know, I'm certainly competitive and I expect to be the best, but I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm always willing to collaborate more than I am to compete with others in, in, in our industry and in, in, our, in our market specifically. Uh, you know, I think uh, if we work together, I, I'm here to elevate the industry much like you are too. You know, I'm here. So however that happens, you know, I... I am doing that. And whether if that's to support a quote unquote competitor or, uh, you know, provide a client with an alternate solution in, in various markets, which is what OMA allows and what we talked about before, you know, that's what I'm here to do. Um, and, and, and that's what I continue to do. Um, and I'm looking forward to it with you, man. We are, uh, we got a lot to look forward to. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we got to sit down like this. This was awesome. I'm glad you're a part of OMA now. Uh, you know, you got to make sure to, Tell Cody I said hi, and I got to find some time to get back there. Maybe I like the idea of uh, the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's, so maybe I'll find a couple friends and make that happen. There's a few tickets left. I tell you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride. I've got a guy, uh, I've got a good bud um, uh, coming out from out, out of East. We connected. He actually did a project out here, and I told him about it. He's got he's coming out with clients. They got four club level seats with. Uh, about a section over from where we're at. So uh, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a time. And the cool thing about it is, you know, um, it's going to be a national championship semifinals. So it's going right. to be, you know, we're watching the the college football playoff draw every single week with anticipation. And if we get the two versus three seed, we would have Ohio state versus Michigan. Right. Ooh. I mean, yeah, come on now. Are you kidding me? Right. And I see you, John Flood. If that happens, I'm reaching out. To you. He's already said I'm hopping on a plane, man. Right. But uh, but yeah, I, I I tell you what, um, would love to get you out here, man. Love to get you out here. There's golf. There's a lot of lot of lot of good stuff going on out here, and and uh, I appreciate uh, your invite, man. It it means a lot, and uh, just looking forward to uh, to staying in touch with you, man. Seeing your success too, because you're come on. 20 years from now, we'll be looking back on this and first of all, laughing right. at this podcast, uh, <laughs> more, more at me than, than you, you're polished, but, uh, but, uh, next looking, looking back on it fondly with, uh, with what we've been able to accomplish. Right. Absolutely, man. Nowhere to go, but up. And I'm excited to do it with people like you and, and so many others in our OMA family. So again, welcome to the family and, uh, looking forward to the next time, my man. All right, brother. Listen, you be well and uh, give me a holler if you need anything. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again. And thank you everybody for listening until next time.